48K News. It's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The top story is Beijing appoints the principal officials for incoming chief executive John Lee's government. The head of the monetary authority says he's concerned a strong US dollar might lead to an outflow of cattle from Asia. And Macau announces a mass COVID testing exercise after 12 coronavirus cases are found. Beijing has appointed the principal officials for incoming chief executive John Lee's government. Most of them are incumbent officials and serving civil servants. The lineup is headlined by new chief secretary Eric Chan, who heads Carrie Lam's chief executive's office. Damon Pang takes a look. Eric Chan, director of the chief executive's office under outgoing leader Carrie Lam, has been named chief secretary. Incumbent financial chief Paul Chan will stay on, and senior counsel Paul Lam is named secretary for justice. Like John Lee, Eric Chan has years of experience in disciplinary services under his belt. He joined the Immigration Department in 1982 and was appointed Director of Immigration in 2011. He was named the head of the CE office in 2017 before he was also appointed Secretary General of the SAR's Committee for Safeguarding National Security in 2020. Mr. Chan was among about a dozen mainland NSR officials, including Carrie Lam and John Lee, who were sanctioned by the United States in August 2020 under an order by the then-President Donald Trump on grounds that they had undermined Hong Kong's autonomy, a charge denied by the central NSR governments. The incoming Justice Secretary, Paul Lam, was the chairman of the Bar Association in 2017 and has been sitting as a deputy judge at the High Court since 2015. He had held a number of public offices over the years, including chairman of the Consumer Council. Paul Chan was development secretary before Carrie Lam named him the financial secretary. As part of the major restructuring of the administration, John Lee has installed deputy ministers to his top aides. Chuck Wing Heng, who retired from the civil service in 2019, will come back to assist Eric Chan. Michael Wong, current development secretary, will be deputy to Paul Chan. And DAB lawmaker Horace Jung has been appointed Deputy Secretary for Justice. Under John Lee's leadership, Policy Bureau will be restructured and expanded from 13 to 15. As Frank Jung reports, most of the Bureau heads have experience either as political appointees or as civil servants. One of the few ministers new to the government is head of the University of Hong Kong Shenzhen, Lo Chong Mao, who will be in charge of the revamped Health Bureau. Incumbent lawmakers Alice Mack and Sun Dong have been named Minister for Home and Youth Affairs and Secretary for Innovation, Technology and Industry. The only businessman on John Lee's team, Algernon Yao, CEO of Greater Bay Airlines, will lead the Commerce and Economic Development Bureau. Several veteran civil servants will take up new roles as political appointees. Permanent Secretary for Development Bernadette Lin will become Development Secretary. Permanent Secretary for the Civil Service Ingrid Young will become the Bureau's head. Commissioner for Labor Chris Sun will be Labor and Welfare Secretary. The current Director of Architectural Services Winnie Ho is to head the new Housing Bureau, while former Permanent Secretary for Development Lam Sai Hong will be in charge of the Transport and Logistics Bureau. A handful of incumbent officials are staying on, although some will take up new roles. Current Education Secretary Kevin Young will be moved to head the new Culture, Sports and Tourism Bureau, and his deputy Christine Choi will step up as Education Chief. Under Secretary for Environment, Che Chin Wan will step up to head the new Environment and Ecology Bureau. Secretary for Security Chris Tang 
Secretary for Financial Services and the Treasury Christopher Ho, and Constitutional and Mainland Affairs Chief Eric Zhang will remain in their posts. Meanwhile, the Chief Executive's office will be headed by the current Permanent Secretary for Security Carol Yip. The head of the Monetary Authority, Eddie Yu, says he's worried that a strong U.S. dollar might lead to a massive outflow of capital from Asia, which may suddenly weaken the region's currencies. He said this was one of the factors that had caused the Asian financial crisis more than two decades ago. Speaking on commercial radio, Mr Yu said the U.S. was raising interest rates to battle inflation, while Asia in general had lower inflation, and this could spark an outflow of cash. Macau has announced a mass COVID testing exercise after 12 coronavirus cases were found. All schools have been closed until further notice. Wendy Wong reports. Describing the situation as a state of prevention and control, the exercise aims to test everyone within 48 hours. Officials appealed to businesses, except supermarkets and markets, to close temporarily. Restaurants have been asked to only serve takeaways and residents to avoid gatherings and going out. Authorities also cautioned against panic buying, saying they would ensure a stable supply of daily necessities. Anyone who leaves Macau must present proof of a negative PCR test result obtained within the previous 24 hours. Overseas, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has also authorized COVID vaccines for children as young as six months. In a statement, President Biden said parents would be able to start scheduling appointments with healthcare providers from this coming week. He added that the vaccines were safe, highly effective and would give parents peace of mind. Dr. Beth Bell, a global health expert who sits on the CDC Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, explains why she voted in favor of the move. Anyone making an important decision about anything, especially for their children, want to consider that balance. Yes, we don't know everything that there is to be known about this. Yes, the data may change. But we have a bottom line here, which is that this infection kills children and we have an opportunity to prevent that and every parent will want to consider that calculus as well to sport now and here's the bbc's paul Serres. england's matt fitzpatrick and will zalatoris of the usa will start sunday's final round at golf's us open with a share of the lead the bbc's golf correspondent ian carter has more Fitzpatrick rose to the top of the leaderboard at the end of a dramatic day in which the defending champion John Rahm relinquished the outright lead on the final hole. The Spaniard took two shots to escape a fairway bunker en route to a double bogey finish from five under to three under, leaving Fitzpatrick, who carded a composed 68 to share the lead with Will Zalatoris. Rory McIlroy's scrappy 73 left him three shots off the pace and not out of it, but Fitzpatrick's going to fancy his chances as he goes out in the final pairing for the second major running. Max Verstappen will start Sunday's Canadian Grand Prix from pole position after negotiating tricky conditions in Montreal. Our F1 commentator Jack Nichols has the details. It's a huge opportunity today for Verstappen to extend his championship lead to a really comfortable margin. Fernando Alonso starts a remarkable second in the Alpine with Carlos Sainz third, and Verstappen's main title rivals are a long way back. 21 points behind him in the championship is Sergio Perez, his Red Bull teammate, and he only qualified 13th after crashing out in the second part of qualifying. And his main title rival, Charles Leclerc, who's 34 points back in the standings, starts at the back of the grid. Because of Ferrari reliability problems, he's had to take an engine change, and as a result, 
result gets a penalty that sends him to the very back of the field. It's a big opportunity for Verstappen this afternoon. That's second place on the grid for Fernando Alonso. is his first top three qualifying finish since the Brazilian Grand Prix in 2013. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Um, and I'm not sure still we have the car to, to qualify in that position. It was just today, I think, uh, lucky with the circumstances. But, uh, yeah, we are working uh, a lot, you know, to, to make the car as fast as possible. We brought new sidepods, um, tobacco, uh, also new parts here on the rear wing. So um, this kind of result for sure, it helps. Nigeria's Toby Amisan won the 100-metre hurdles at the Paris Diamond League meeting, fresh from her victory at the African Athletics Championships, with a new African record of 12.41 seconds, while South Africa's Luke Solo Adams was a surprise winner in the men's 200 metres. England defender Lucy Bronze has joined Barcelona on a two-year deal after her contract with Manchester City expired, and in rugby union, the Stormers won the inaugural United Rugby Championship title after an 18-13 victory over fellow South African club, the Bulls, in Cape Town. That roundup from the BBC's Paul Serres to the weather forecast. It'll be mainly cloudy with one or two showers and sunny intervals this afternoon with moderate to fresh southerly winds, occasionally strong on high ground. The outlook, sunny intervals in the next few days, but windy as well with one or two showers. And it'll be fine and very hot in the middle and latter parts of this week. Currently the observatory, 30 degrees Celsius, humidity at 76%. To end the news, the top stories once again. Beijing appoints the principal officials for incoming chief executive John Lee's government. The head of the monetary authority says he's concerned a strong US dollar might lead to an outflow of capital from Asia. And Macau announces a mass COVID testing exercise after 12 coronavirus cases are found. New sports and weather from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience.
Sunday afternoon session for the 17th of June 2022. I'm Simon Wilson, keeping you company through till four with the usual mix of a few quirky stories. Check out the birthday file.